Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your cook. Join me and my trusty ally the captain as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up! Oh, starting. Um, I, I want to start with a joke, Go as on, I then. always do. Um, what do you call a mouse with two legs? I don't know. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> what do you call What do you call a duck with two legs? I don't know. Donald Duck. No, every duck has two legs. Oh, yeah. guys, we're back. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you fell into that one. <laughs> you can rely on me. Can't I you? really can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the person who they took gullible out the dictionary for. Should we crack on? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> right, we are, well, nice little different intro for you there, showing how gullible the cook <laughs> is. The captain's very pleased with himself. I am um, yeah. But yeah, we've uh, we've got, actually, we're really excited about this one today. This has been on the captain's list for a while, but before we get to that, we do review challenges, don't mm -hmm, we? Mm -hmm. And I believe I set to you my workout, the personal training gave me. So you're quite a fit guy. Thanks. In more ways than one. Um, how do you get on with the workout? Um, I I enjoyed it. Interestingly, I did it full of a cold and a sore yeah. throat, so I had to push through a bit. But yeah, it was just a nice little little challenge at the end because it was ten dumbbell shoulder press, ten sit ups, and then it was it was a thirty seconds on the yes. I picked the assault bike and I targeted eight eight calories each time without resting four times. So yeah, it was a nice little little sweat at the end. So I can't can't complain. And you, your your leaks. Well, yeah, it's on the table, isn't it? Because it is. we're recording a few days before this goes out. And funnily enough, my mum just randomly, we went around for food on Tuesday night, I think it was, mm -hmm. and made a chicken and leek pie, but I didn't take a photo of it. And yeah. I, she didn't know that was the challenge. But you have got something in your brain, haven't you? I have. I think you know what it's going to be. So you bought yourself a leek. <laughs> take a bite. Oh, God. <laughs> Live on this, air. This is like a massive... Here we go. Oh God, you don't realise how thick <laughs> leaks are, do you? Until you leaks, get... he said. Leaks. Leaks. I, I, I. <laughs> oh, nice, actually. Oh, he's enjoying it. <laughs> oh, I just threw the episode. He's not going to stomp now. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a photograph of this going out. Um, and I am actually eating the leak. Um, Probably the worst sort of noise I hate on stuff like this is people eating. I'm sorry <laughs> to everyone. And we have got biscuits as well, so if you hear crunching... We have got biscuits as well, yeah. Through, but so it's either a leak... That's, that could be a game, is it? A leak or a biscuit each time you hear a noise? Well, that bit is definitely a leak, and it's it now is. burning the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I know you, you saw more live music I did. Well. Um, so I went last night to watch Fontaine's DC, or probably... My favourite band, I would say. Them and Sleaford Mods are the two I constantly go back to from the last sort of five years or so. And I was saying to you and I just before, the, the key thing about it for me was seeing people of all ages. And I was talking to a guy, I mean, he must have been in his 50s on the way when, after the gig. We told how good it was, because it was. I can't tell people how superb it was. So if they're around, go and watch them. But he was saying how concerned he was. It was his first time seeing them. He loves them. Mm. And he thought it was going to be full of 18, 19 year olds. And I was telling you, I think the youngest person I saw in there was eight or nine with their parents. And the oldest I saw in there was probably in their 60s. And that's great that a band can make music that pull those generations mm -hmm. you know, together. But musically, generally, they don't really do much crowd interaction in the way of talking between songs. But I quite like that. They got up, they let the music speak for, them, for itself. 
blew us all away. And then we walked out and everyone was smiling. Everyone was talking to each other mm. about, God, we're that good, we're that good. So, yeah, if they're in your town in the future, we'll have to go along, mate. I think you'd enjoy that as well. So we did say that we've got a good one line today. This was on the, so this was someone actually the captain introduced to me um, and it was on the captain's list from day one that we would do an episode when it's right and it just yeah. felt like the right time. Mm. So I'm gonna just hand over to you and tell people maybe a bit about why we've chosen this artist as well. Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, as people know, we've had World Men's Health Day, Black History Month. There's just a lot going on about just acknowledging sort of, I guess, different identities and things so this this person yeah i mean they, i mentioned them in my cabin session i brought her up quite a lot um but also it's interesting that she on the 24th of october she actually turns 50. Yeah. um so her birthday is sandwiched between both of our wives yes so there's obviously something there um so this person was well born anthony hegarty um born in chichester England and then her family moved they went to Amsterdam then they went to San Francisco then went to Manhattan um, she went there to study and that's where essentially joining an ensemble of some musicians they she created Anthony the Johnsons um, you know most people the one I was talking about a lot is I'm a bird now which won the Mercury Music Prize um, she was also the second openly transgender person nominated for an Academy Award. As I know you like doing sort of things at the end, but like associated acts. I really recommend Hercules and the Love Affair. Yes. So she did a song called Blind um, with them, but also Bjork, Lou Reed. And in 2015, um, she released a single album, um, Hopelessness, under the name Anoni. Uh, so she talked a lot about how Anoni was her spirit name, um, and also how she was always referred to by friends under that name as well, and prefers using the pronouns she or her. Uh, so yeah, so she did come out as transgender, so she said that her closest friends and family use feminine pronouns for her. Um, she hasn't told the press to do one thing or another, so in personal life is she, uh, but to call person by their gender is to honor their spirit, their life and contribution, but also, I forgot to know that I believe it was last Monday, you know, so the Monday from when we were recording was um, like it was known as coming out day okay. as well. Um, that sort of a, seemed to be a worldwide thing, you know, mm. of just encouraging and just reducing, I guess, the stigma, you know, of people talking openly about their sexuality and their gender as well. So I recommend people almost, if you can, hit pause now um, and just listen to one of her songs because the voice. It was the voice for me. It's yes. really interesting. You know, obviously I was younger when I, I heard it the first time and I was like, oh, it sounds like a woman singing. Mm. And then watching the videos, like, whoa, how's that guy getting this yeah. out? And now I completely understand, you know, it is, it's a really, I'd say it's a very unique voice. And it's all just, I know she's she does a lot um, about stand, standing up for her own views, you know, whether it's politics, climate change, stuff like that, that we all dive into. Mm. But I know I, I think it's probably the only band in the world or person in the world you've never heard of. Yeah. And I introduced you to them for once. Did. So yeah, just your thoughts, you know, on just the journey and stuff. Yeah, I said to you, I've probably held off properly diving until the pod. 
you to obviously you reference we did the cabin session i know there's one song about when anthony and the johnsons that was very important to you and i love that song um because like you say the first thing that hits you about anoni is the voice mm-hmm. like you you know I'd, I'd recommend like you to anyone to listen to it because you will not have probably heard something like that before um and then i waited till today because i was traveling on the train back from from obviously going to the gig um and listened to hopelessness properly because i remember you saying to me didn't you You're like you'll need to be in the right frame of mind mm-hmm. for this and i was like oh it's just you know music and stuff and and surely you know i've, I've listened to joy division and some mm-hmm. other band, you know some deep bands but this is proper current affairs things that we should all be worried about yeah she's singing about basically and i remember you said to me did you get as far as four degrees which is a song about climate change effectively um and just to give people a little snippet into what kind of thing you can we always tell people don't we read the lyrics mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. or listen to them but it's like i want to see this world i want to see it boil which is repeated a couple of times it's only four degrees i want to hear the dogs crying for water i want to see uh, i want to see fish go belly up in the sea all those lemurs and all those tiny creatures i want to see them burn it's only four degrees and that's kind of like she's singing the attitude of the world mm-hmm. to climate change effectively if you're passive who can who can ignore our weather yeah you look back when you were a kid right you had a summer mm-hmm. a spring didn't you an autumn and a winter look at it today yeah you're no, winning shorts. We're, shorts we're both yeah. in shorts and, and t-shirts don't and, panic and yeah. t-shirts yeah like we put them on just before we start just recording started, yeah. <laughs> just for the video but yeah mate it's, it's um it's powerful mm. isn't it and you you died i know you know the music you, you just dropped the vinyls off me didn't you but um yeah, you went back into then you said it sort of zoned you out a bit didn't yeah. it like just in terms of took you off to a different place yeah and so. i think this is her, her voice is very hypnotic i think that's the best way of describing it you know you do get lost lost in her voice but also there's a really interesting interview with six music um and yeah the the person interviewing refers to i think it's tolstoy who makes a comment about everybody's talking about changing everything else but they don't look at changing themselves first yeah. along those lines yeah. and i think this is basically what an only sort of saying here is everyone else is saying oh it's only four degrees you know some are saying oh it's only four degrees some are saying well we've got to change all this we've got to change all of this and then she openly says but i'm still enjoying my life on fossil fuel yeah you know i still drive a, a car you know yeah. i still have yeah technology stuff like that you know and it is yes we we can't you know we probably could go without a car potentially but i think it's just being a bit more savvy into what you do personally before shouting out and screaming at other people to change it it's like well what, what are you doing you know how are you reducing the use of plastic how are you yeah you know are you walking when you know normally you drive like to yes. the shops and stuff you yeah, know, yeah it's actually everyone you know yes big companies can make changes but and that you know it will make a big impact but also you have to change bits of yourself at the same time well i think as well it's about yeah it's about being proactive isn't it it's like you know i, I read i don't even know the quotes from I, me- I remember a quote before it always stuck with me that the mark of a man is in his contradictions um and that's so true because like in one minute you'll be in the pub or you'll be with friends and you'll say oh god this is like ridiculous have you seen what that company did the other day with their plastic usage or whatever and then go to the shop and buy things wrapped in plastic mm-hmm. you know like if you you go you go to the butchers mm. don't you to get your yeah. meat you yeah. make an effort every week you go down to the but now I've wanted to do that for a long time. There's nothing stopping me, you know, like me going down there. With me, and I have been a few times to the butcher on your recommendation, mm. and it makes such a difference to them. 
Yeah. But you're also more likely to, you know, if you ask them, where did this beef come from? They'll tell you. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas when you go, like, not knocking, people people use supermarkets because they are convenient and people have got families and people are on a rut. Like, it's convenient. But you can do you can do that and then you can do other things, can't mm-hmm. you? Change it. And that, for me personally, is something that I need to work on. Funny enough, Sarah mentioned me the other day. Remember, I think I mentioned on the pod before, I've been helping out the food bank from time mm-hmm. to time. And I hadn't done nothing with them for a while. And Sarah said to me, she was like, oh, well, you haven't, I haven't had you going down to the food bank and given any help. I said, oh, they haven't reached out to me. And mm. she just said, well, maybe you need to reach out to them. Yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to collect some parcels. Them. So they obviously needed it. Mm. So again, it's about you going, oh, well, I'm, we're all waiting to be changed. Yeah. Rather than us changing. Like, well, I'll wait person. till my work yeah. gives me an electric car. Yeah. Well, no, like you, I could have chosen an electric car at the start, but I'd have to pay a bit more if I really cared about it. Mm. So yeah, it's, she, it's really interesting because we can talk about this. We've got a much smaller listenership than someone like Anoni, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and we can talk about this. She puts her head above the parapet, and like, and what you hear on her vinyl or on her record or on Spotify mm. is what you hear in interviews, mm. isn't it? And I want to touch on, you know, we we seem to love the Guardian, but there's I found an article where it was um, Tom York from Radiohead, yeah, uh, spoke and saying. Again, excuse language, but direct quote. If I was going to write a song about climate change in 2015, it would be shit. In the 60s, you could write songs that were calls to arms. It's much harder to do that now. And then they say, well, harder, but possibly not impossible, because that's what Anoli's done. Yes. With four degrees. So is it more fear of the backlash rather than fear of what you're writing? I think so. I think it comes back to what we were saying in the Mannix episode. Mm. They are unapologetically left wing. <laughs> The yeah. things they talk about are so- socialist ideas, you know, in a lot of their songs. But that's probably one of the reasons why. I mean, they're huge, they're fans, mm-hmm. and they've got fans mm-hmm. all over the road, but in smaller mm-hmm. pockets. Whereas yeah. if you walk down a street in Manhattan, you're more likely to get someone to recognise, say, Stereophonics than you are mm-hmm. getting them to recognise Manic Street Preachers. But we like that, don't we? Because we mm-hmm. talk authenticity a lot. And if you can, I don't care, right wing, left, wherever you are, if you've got a viewpoint, all right, you're not only inciting hatred and you're not inciting, like, racism violence violence and all that yeah. stuff fine because that should be called out but actually if it's just a viewpoint on how the how, how the world maybe should be um and that's what anoni does and i can't do nothing but respect it that album to listen to it is an experience like mm, mm. you know you can chuck albums on that you like and say oh it's good fun maybe jump around a bit like yeah. yeah music was great yeah this makes you sit and actually you, you don't really want to be up and moving no. you almost want to sit and listen almost in a dark room yeah <laughs> just literally just headphones and maybe a glass of water yeah and then a stiff drink afterwards because it does it, it challenges you yeah you know? and it is a lot about almost some some of the well if you look at the track listing you know the sort of things that she does take on you know about the drone bombs about like violent men yeah you know the hope hopelessness obama yeah she she does you know she she calls him out you yeah. know in in how she talks but also the one which kind of made me bring the lyrics in um was execution so which was about obviously the death penalty yes and what you know the areas that's still used whether it should still be used and just the lyric that she she brings in is sometimes a feeling is reason enough and that kind of just comes back to like you were saying about the food bank you know you had the sometimes just the feeling of oh they haven't got in touch maybe i should get in touch yeah that's yeah. reason enough to do something you know it's yeah. the gut instinct yeah and that's a lot of I say in my work, I say, you know, with, with clients, it's about noticing your body and trusting that I very much recent, well, yesterday, encouraged one one client where she was saying, oh, my, 
my gut's saying I shouldn't I shouldn't go into this. I shouldn't go into this. I'm like, well, why? And she said, because it's tightening, it's fear. So I said, well, let's go. Yeah. Let's go into, my role is to hold the uncomfortable. You know, yes. I need to take it. And it, you know, it, it was magical, sort of where, you know, it was hard, but it was really nice. And you've just got to, it's, it's like sort of just instinct. You know, you, you've just got to trust it sometimes that actually it, it is what you should be doing. It's like, we've talked about fear of missing out and stuff. And, you know, this this weekend or something, it's like the instinct is, well, actually, I don't want to go for long. Yes. You know, it's, and it's trusting that and sticking to it. Of, I'm not going to miss out on everything because I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, I'm yeah. contributing, but then I'm going to I'm going to do it to my benefit as well, yeah. rather than losing perhaps like a whole mm. weekend as a result mm. of spending too much time in a pub or partying or whatever you want to call it. So it is very important. And I think, you know, the fear of missing out stuff and all of that thing is it, is it plays with me all the time because it's one of the mm-hmm. I think it's one of the worst things and also as well I, I kind of feel I, I've made some changes for the better but there are still some things that I think I talk about but I don't I don't put my money where my mouth is do you know what I mean I feel that things should be done in a certain way but then I don't maybe follow that through and I think that's why listening to something that pushes you outside your comfort zone is so important because for a lot of people when you listen to music you listen to music when you're sad you're happy whatever but sometimes there's someone just laying down a piece of work and going I don't know how you're going to feel after listening to this. Hopefully, you'll feel a bit angry. Mm. Hopefully, you'll feel a bit upset. Mm-hmm. You know, and then off the back of it, you'll go and do something. Now, if she puts that out there and 5,000 people go off and make a change to their life, then the impact of that long term is huge, isn't it? Some people mm. might listen to it and go, it's not for me. Yeah. Because I don't like to... It's like what you said about holding the fear and holding... That's therapy, isn't it? It's like, yeah. we've got to address this. Yeah. Some people don't want to yet... Yeah, you know, but you like you just said. Then afterwards, it's uplifting. Yeah. It's enlightening. It's, it's, like, some, it's something my therapist always says. Like they, he laughs at me. Um, I haven't been for a while, but just where essentially I, I'll say I feel I feel like I don't want to go there today, so I need to go there. You know, it's that whole. I, my body, you know, my body's telling me I don't want to process this, so I'm going to take myself to the place where yeah, it's coming out. You know, no matter what is. It's sitting with the uncomfortable, you know, and that's almost something which, you know, we talked about sort of climate change. It's interesting, she uses the term global boiling instead yeah. of global warming. You know, yeah. warming isn't, warming, you, you warm a mug of tea, yeah, you know, yeah, and things. Yeah. Boiling is a lot hotter, you know, it yeah. come, like, <laughs> yeah, you go outside and say, oh, it's a bit warm today. You know, maybe you'll just wear a t-shirt. If it's boiling, yeah. you might wear a vest, you know, yeah. so I think it really, mm, it exasperates yes, what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it you know it really highlights it and just yeah, you know it's she she calls she calls out um, you know so, some of the people like when she goes through execution she calls out you know she says like the Chinese and the Saudis and North Koreans and Nigerians execution execution it's a Amer- it's an American dream it's an American dream yeah that and it's the she's creating urgency in it and saying like do, is this the only way that we can do things mm. do you know what i mean or can we find other ways mm. i mean for some occasions there are some people who've done some pretty bad things yeah, out there yeah. and you know from the fact from the family's perspective or the victims you know, the victims they want retribution don't they but the the other side of that is that we're just numbed by violence now aren't we we yeah. don't tend to really fully appreciate violence I don't think now mm. because we see you know we've been playing video games on it for years we've been seeing yeah. it on the telly I mean I watched Squid Game recently I remember mentioning it to you which I thought was like me and Sarah for us both to watch it mm. is a big deal because mm. when you have kids people out there who've got kids will know you, you just can't concentrate on anything right so you, what you want to do at the end of the day is put something on 
like the you told me about RuPaul. Yeah. We could chuck RuPaul yeah. on and just let it roll in the background. Whereas we could pay attention, we could drift in, we could drift out. But we both stopped and watched it. However, it's extremely violent. Mm. Like I'm talking about execution style killings on there. But the way they do it, it's almost like Tarantino. Okay. You know, like when they add the music to it, mm. and it almost becomes comical. Yeah. Because of the way it's shot. Mm. And then I sat there thinking, like, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I think it's Netflix's uh, biggest launch ever they've had on a series in mm. terms of, like, the watcher, watching on there. But I sat there thinking, I'm watching people get shot, like, point blank, and I'm not flinching. Mm. Now, no matter it's an acting, it's on telly, that should stir something in you, shouldn't it? Yeah. But I remember that I actually acknowledged it and thought, mm. wow, like, this is... We're just sitting through this. Yeah. It's part of the show. Yeah. You know. And just touching on that, I'm exactly the same. I can watch those sort of programs. As soon as you bring an animal into it, a cat or a dog. Funny, isn't it? Like Chernobyl, where they had to go around yeah. spoiler with the dog, you know, with yeah. the animals. I was like, oh, oh, I can't watch. How can you do this? But then I can watch someone like, you know, get shot, you know, and stuff. What's the like, Will Smith one? I am Legend, is it? Yeah. The zombie film. And he, yeah. has to, he has to put his dog down. Yeah. And that will bring you to tears. Exactly. Watching don't don't even mention Marley. No, no. I watched that yeah. once. Yeah, sort of. I <laughs> I just can't watch it again. But no. in the we you know that. But also, you know, I want to touch on just the other aspect of Anoni, and that is her identity. Yes. And that side, and you perfectly mentioned it for me to segue RuPaul. You know, yeah. Just the amount of work that RuPaul's Drag Race has done to bring, you know, people who identify as women. Or yeah. vice versa, you know, bring them to the forefront and yeah. bring sort of drag queens. And it's, I, I really got hooked on it. I was very skeptical for a yeah. while. So I was like, oh, I know what they're going to be like. And it's, it's actually really interesting hearing their stories as Definitely. well. Definitely. And hearing, it's nice to hear how supportive families are of them. Yeah. And just how it seems like some of the discrimination is reducing. Yes. Um, it's a real shame that Minsky's is shut now. Yeah, I know, mate. Like, I know. After, after me and Charlotte, because me and Charlotte, like, we, we went separately, but we never went together there. Now, now we're into RuPaul, it's like, oh man, I would love to go somewhere like that and yeah. just be immersed in it. But just touching on, Noni did basically said about, um, actually since childhood, she identifies transgender. But it was cowardice and shame that prevented her from asking people to call her she because she says within a gay context it can be used snidely yeah yeah um, using she and stuff so she describes it future future fem feminism empowered her in the feminine and she could accept that she was okay the way she is she doesn't feel empathically female you know it's a bit more subtle and she's six foot tall well she you says know, she's six actually, foot she's very lum you know she yeah. could be lumbry but she if you watch her, she's very delicate, she's very calm, she's very composed as she yeah. talks. So. She's quite, like, I, lo I love watching her interviews. She's mm. very, very intelligent. It just, mm. You know someone oozes intelligence? Yeah. Because she speaks quietly, you have to listen. Mm. But what I like about it, where in, regardless of where you sit, you know, we all need to be more open-minded, mm -hmm. right? And that's what you said about RuPaul. It's brought families together, doesn't yeah. it, RuPaul? Yeah. Some people haven't spoke to their parents for a long time. They end up being really proud, you know, because there's an art to it. Mm. I mean, some of them, they, they're going in front of fashion style this way, and they're like, this would be on a red carpet. Yeah. And they yeah. built it. Mm. They, you know, sold it and made it. So I think with Anoni, when I've listened to her as well, sorry, going back to mm -hmm. um, Anoni with the identity, I love, like, uh, there was one of the interviews, like, they'll be in the bar, and I do people should go in and have a look but like you said she's like she's not going you know she's like I, you know physiologically I'm a man I was born mm. a man mm. but I just identify as a woman yeah you know, that's how I choose to live my life you know and like when I sit there I sit like you know you see people get angry about stuff like that and you think 
why are you getting angry about it? Yeah. Like, yeah. A, you haven't walked in that person's shoes. You mm. haven't even taken a moment to and seek to understand. We've said mm -hmm. that phrase a few mm -hmm. times. But why are you worried about it? Yeah. Like, what, what harm is that going to do to you? But actually, by listening, you might get a bit more enlightened in terms of where people come from. And that's what I found with RuPaul. They do, as the show goes on, go into the characters. They find out about them. Mm. Um, and they make them feel proud. Yeah. Like, you know, proud for their art. I've been to drag shows. We took mm. Grant for his home stag. We went to Minsky's. Mm. It was hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious, right? I think we had the mic taken out of us. It was brilliant. But, you know, when people get angry about that kind of stuff, my question, or I suppose my challenge to them is just watch an interview. Yeah. Watch and listen. Yeah. Like, you know, and see what they go. And then afterwards think, that's well, not for me. Mm. Oh, actually, you know what? No, have, having listened to that, I can relate to yeah. something. So, no, mate, I, it was a brilliant bring and it feels right, doesn't it? It feels like the right time to be talking mm. about this stuff as well. Yeah. It? And it's, it's interesting for me because I, I, I know someone who's, I think, just finished going through a transition. Okay. Um, and he, he basically said that. Yeah, you know, we met so it's, it's Charlotte's friend, and I've met him a couple of times. And he said, "Just ask me any questions." <laughs> That's mm -hmm. literally what he said. Because I was asking like the really obvious questions people would ask. Yeah, yeah. He was very honest. But also, I do want to touch on where it comes to sort of acceptance and acceptance of gender transition. You know, I think we need to touch on Caddy Jones. Yes. And you yes. know. He, he talked, you know, was in Fern Cotton's Happy Place. I think that's a podcast, not as big as ours, from mm, what I know. Obviously not. But, um, and he, he explained that his 15-year-old daughter, Lolita Bootsy, was now identifying as a boy named Colby, and just how he accepts it. Yeah. And he found it, at first, difficult. Mm. Because at the end, look, it is difficult, so at times, for families to understand something like that. Because it's not something that, you know, we... we we see every day mm. you know what I mean like so I know that that then though now now he's come to accept it and I believe yeah. they've got a great relationship it informed his music didn't it mm. made him go down a new channel didn't it mm -hmm. and he, he said it was a period of mourning so he went through he grieved for his daughter but then he's like well actually I've gained a son and that's <laughs> like but what a way of looking at it yeah you know and this is just goes to show that this can happen this is when we talk about like bringing these people down to human beings like at their level. You know, mm. they're people who have gone through life just like we have. It just happens that their job is that they're musicians or they're writers, they're artists. But deep down, I mean, Kelly Jones, a valley boy, he's from Kamaman. Yeah. You know, and you can imagine places like Kamaman oh, yeah. seeing that yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Like I'm telling you now, I think I mentioned on the podcast before, the village I grew up in, right? Racism, sexism mm -hmm. and all that. Not saying everyone was going around saying but they, they would be jokes going around pubs and you look back on it and I look back on it now and go well I probably participated in that mm. even if you sat there yeah, listening yeah, you participated yeah. in it yeah but then I was from an old mining village mm. so now like my journey since has had to be to learn more I'm not going to agree with everything no like but not in terms of like you know I let people be what they want to be but I mean in terms of their viewpoint I'd have to agree with it mm. but it's like, yeah, we all, we all need to contribute to society. And that's what, fundamentally, with Anomi, what she says. It, it, it's what You nailed it, mate, at the start. You've got to change yourself before you change anything else. You can't yeah. preach to other people unless you're willing to walk that road yourself. And I said to you before, didn't I, and we just had a warm-up song, mm. didn't we, I just played to you. Um, so I was listening to Anomi on the way home for everyone out there, and it immediately made me think of an artist that I loved about six years ago called Quabs. So K-W-A-B-S. Check him out. So the voices are similar, and then I'll get mm. your thoughts in yeah. a second. And I thought, I was on Spotify and found the song, 
and then there's a really great performance he does on YouTube, stripped back with a piano. And um, so I was watching. I watched the video five times in a row because I said to you, Nye, he hadn't released anything since 2015. So I'm like, well, where's Quabs? Mm. So this is where the power of social media. Yeah. I go onto social media, search Quabs. I wasn't following him because I think I started liking his music before I was on Instagram. And I'll just read this because this hit me like a block. He posted this seven days ago. Hi. My name is Quabs and I've been gone forever, lol. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but it makes it easier for me to process. I'm gonna keep this medium length. Anyone who knows me knows that when I'm de dealing with difficult stuff, I tend to go underground. or go missing for a while until I figure it out. So they aren't surprised when I disappear and I'm out of contact. But you didn't know that, so he's addressing the fans. And we've never had a conversation about it, so I'm going to tell you now. I've been going through some shit that's made me want to stay the hell away from everything and everyone for a while. I've not wanted to chill with anyone, talk with anyone, sing with anyone. Don't worry, the stuff I'm talking about, it's nothing life-threatening. I've not been sick, I've not exactly been okay either, and I've definitely not been feeling like myself. And honestly, posts on social media felt too much like I was flaunting my absence or too much like I was having fun without you when I wasn't. So I really wasn't doing that either. And there's a, a little bit more goes on. But how the, the dots join with music, mm. don't they? Mm. I loved that artist six years ago, and he hasn't released anything, so he's struggling. Yeah. And you don't know what's going on, do you, behind the, behind the scenes. So what did you think about Quabs listening to his voice? I mean, I said, like, I... It, it was like a mash of Anhoney and Gregory Porter, like put together for me. And it was, again, it's, it's sort of the same style. The thing which I liked as well is just the power he got from sitting down. I know. From sitting down singing. You know, it was just, yeah. And then to, to come out on social media and be as open as he was then and just say about how you know, he is finding it tricky. And it's like, it's all right to say that. It's all right to hold your hands up and say, actually, I need a break, I need to take some time, I've been off. But also, like you said, the lol, you know, you have to laugh as well. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to have laughter. Yeah. We've said that so much, haven't we? Like bringing, like you said, one of your strengths. Yeah. Bringing laughter to a situation and making mm. people laugh mm. is a skill. Mm. But I think, yeah, I just, and you talk about movement a lot, don't you? And I remember when I'm watching him, because he's talking about how love moves him and stuff like that. And he sat on the chair, like you said, and he's belting this voice out. But he's like his his hand that's not holding the mic is constantly mm. swaying with the like music, and that's why I find it so captivating to watch. So we'll we'll link that in for people. But yeah, any any final thoughts really on Anoni? I think the the main thought for me is just to encourage people to listen. You know, listen to Anthony the Johnsons, listen to Anoni, and just just remember, you know, it's almost like a battle cry that sometimes a feeling is reason enough. Okay, so yeah, that that was an only um, so, someone I've wanted to bring for quite a while. As you said, I think she was probably one of the first on the list when I was yeah. making my list at the pub. So I'm gonna have to make another list now. <laughs> Give <laughs> us all to today. Bring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please just check check out. But also, like, go on our Instagram. You know, the visuals are, are incredible. But uh, I've got a little bit of a thirty second challenge for you. So when this comes out. The game would have happened, the Packers would have won. Um, but our two teams are coming up against each other this Sunday. So oh. Green Bay Packers oh, are going to beat the Chicago Bears. You're, oh, you're, you look worried. I am. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to name as many Bears as you can. Don't, it could be whatever. So name as many Bears as you can. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. Grizzly. <laughs> uh, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Justin Fields, Jay Cutler, Devin Hester, Brian Urlacher, Khalil Mack, 
uh, what's his name? The outs, uh, Robinson the third. Halfway. Um, and who did I like in the past? Devon has to kick return. And Matt Forte. Um, what was his name as well in the um, long hair defence? Oh my god. Oh, uh, Two, Spice Adams. One. Uh, stop. Nice. You went a completely run. different way. I you wanted me to name actual beers. Didn't I was you? thinking Yogi Paddington right. Grizzly Black. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to name as many actual beers as oh, you can, okay. right? And cartoon characters as okay, well. Here okay, we go. Here I would we go. say Packers, but. Not well, I, yeah, I know, that's the trouble. Name so. as many Packers. Yeah. John, down at Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's our Hermes delivery driver, John. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's not a Packer, he's a delivery no. driver. Yeah. Right. Three, two, one, off you go. Yogi Bear, Paddington Bear, Rupert Bear. Brown bear, polar bear, grizzly bear, bear. There's bear. There's a character bear somewhere. I'm just going to stall time for a little bit. If I said black bear, no, I might not have said said black bear. Um, Ah, no. This is actually hard, and I thought it was going to. Blue, blue bear. What blue. Oh, blue. Oh, yeah. Blue's a bear. Um, oh, brother bear. Brother there's, bear. There's a couple of them in brother bear, so I'll name that twice. <laughs> it is. Uh, done. Yeah, Nine. Not bad. To be fair, you were looking around at one point for Nora's books, weren't you? (laughs) Where's Nora's books about bears? I'm just going to have a little Google on bears now. (laughs) (laughs) If you can do more than the captain, let us know. Send us in your favourite bears. (laughs) Apparently giant pandas are bear. Spectacle bear, sloth bear, Asian bear, Asian black bear and an American black bear. So I should get two for those. You've got a laptop in front of you. Why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking I could have just <laughs> send us your favourite. Honest bear, and true. You send, are. send us your favourite bear. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried. Just got covered in Bryn's bloody biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Bryn just did that. With a mouthful of a hobnob. I did. After, After chewing on a leak. How did you find it? It's burning like anything. <laughs> but I think, well, I'm going to say it because you're going to clip it. It's going to be on in the outro. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So after our outro music, stay tuned to hear my pain. <laughs> my tongue is burning. So, yeah, this is where we set each other challenges. You know, I know sometimes we go a bit silly, sometimes we go serious. And it's also for shipmates, apart from you, Kiwi, if you've got any. Would you like to send in? We've still got three of QEs to do at some point, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, and for you, it's actually something which you, you said part way through today. So this is where you're racking through your brain and trying to think, oh, what did I say? What, what did, did I, I say? say? Um, about sort of not using as much plastic and stuff. Go to the butchers this week. Is it? Buy, yeah. from, buy my meat from the butchers, yeah. is it? Yeah, and I tell you what, I'll go one step further. I'll buy my veg from the green grocer as well at the road. Awesome. Because you know what? I am going to come in and check your fridge I know. in the middle of the night. <laughs> I know you want a bacon sandwich, don't you? You want a return of a, like a decent bacon sandwich. Exactly. Um, for you, you've referenced a few times, and you did in, a, in one episode about loving cheese. Okay, okay. I just want you and Charlotte to have a cheese and wine night. We're doing that tomorrow night. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Challenge done. Done. That's amazing. <laughs> you didn't even tell me that, did you? No, no. We'll clip it now. So you, will you be able to do that, Bryn? No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Actually, uh, sorted. We're having lasagna, and then I got a bottle of red and some cheese. Sweet, mm. done. Just take a photo of it, stick her Instagram. We do it almost, almost every night. Though. 
Right, so we are at the end of another one. We are. And I think that was a good one, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, and just just to let people know, the story will continue. Um, I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) He came in today. I'll tell you his words. I haven't done the story. Are you going to do it now? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that'll roll on. But it's there for people. And we know we've got people who enjoy that. And as you know, we will bundle them all up again and put them out. And if anyone can think of a title, let us know. Because there is still a medium t-shirt out there for someone. You know, so maybe we don't post a challenge so much, but maybe we just say to shipmates, send us in something that impresses us, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like whether yeah. you do a previous challenge or whether you just give us some information that blows our minds mm-hmm. or you give us a title for the story, mm-hmm. we'll send you a t-shirt. If you impress us, you can have that last medium t-shirt. And they are, because when we ever do things like this, which we might do again in the future, mm-hmm. who knows, they'll never, we'll never do those t-shirts again. Nope. So you'll be one nope. of a very select few yeah. who own them. Like Huey, who looked absolutely delighted, didn't he? He, did. he, he deserved it as he well, didn't he? It, yeah, <laughs> and he is technically, I think he's part of the crew now. So. I always see yeah. him like um, flashing outside my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a groupie. Oh, he never comes to my house. <laughs> but no, it's, um, you know, well done on bringing that one because it was one I, you know, definitely was not familiar with Anthony and the Johnsons. I think I'd heard of Anthony and the Johnsons, but definitely not known in the story mm. and everything else. And it's brilliant. But you've had some feedback from your sister, I believe, unexpectedly. I know, I know. It's, it's welcome aboard to her. So she decided the first one she'd listened to would be our 1984 episode. Wow. Which, I mean, yeah, just jumped jump in right in the deep Straight end. in the deep end. She must, I'm going to find out how confused she was by the story part. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, did we do... Did we do the story? I don't think we did the story in that bit. No, we didn't. No, one. because you were doing your challenge. Yeah, because I was doing, doing the challenge. But I thought, oh, I'll just ask her for, you know, sort of feedback. You know, just thinking, just say, oh, yeah, it's all right. It was good. And the feedback she gave was, I like the connection between literature and reality in a reflective discussion. I talk about that a lot in work. Getting people to reflect that no experience is a bad experience. There's always a positive and learning from it. Well, there you go. I know. That's really good feedback. It really is, yeah. So that's the kind of feedback so, you want, isn't it? I know, it? it's almost like we know what you're talking about. So, really, yeah. We can say we're professional. I know, now, we are. Like, now, uh, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, welcome aboard, Laura. And I went and, uh, I, just, I mentioned I obviously went to the Fontaine's class. I went with oh, Tom. did you? I went, did I say? Uh, no, I've yeah, got a t-shirt on as well. Yeah, I know. Did you join the two dots? <laughs> um, I, I want to keep talking about it. It was brilliant. But, I, you know, to save that, I went with a mate of mine, Tom, again, another listener to the pod. And he said he's a few few episodes behind him. And I was like, that's all right, Tom. Mm. Like, it was actually a reminder of him. He said, you know what? I used to listen to it walking the dog. And now I find him doing shorter walks because, you know, it's just the way life goes. But dive in when you can. And when you yeah. do listen to it, interact. We yeah. want to hear of people. Yeah, let's Drop us a note. Yeah. You know. yeah, send us an email. Captain and Cookpod at gmail.com. God, you rattled that Instagram, one off, didn't you? Instagram at Captain and Cookpod. We are on Twitter still as well. <laughs> we are on Twitter, I promise you. At Captain and Cook One. But until next time, it's a tara from me. And it's a tara from him. <laughs>
chop that bit off. <laughs> so you'll be like, oh, you spent some money in Tesco. What was that? Um, a leak to chomp live on air. <laughs> You knew that was coming. I know. Well, I thought it might. Like, <laughs> I thought that'd be it, but then I thought with you, it might be something else as well because you're quite quirky and creative. But no, no just eat, eat, <laughs> just eat it. Eat it. I should have got you to eat it all. Yeah. See how quickly you can eat it. Yeah. Eat it up a bit of leaves. That's a hell of a bite. Please oh, hold on to your face again. <laughs> Oh, it was burning. Did it burn your throat? <laughs> oh, this is horrible. <laughs> it's a nice bit for the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Stop spitting it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Making my eyes water. Isn't it hot? <laughs> it's like eating it like a, a chilli, isn't it? Yeah. It's like really deceptive. Oh, man. Some water. Why did I challenge you that? Oh, no Why did you it. then do it yourself after I told you that it was burning my throat off? Because it's going to be good for the outro. Yeah. I'm going to have a biscuit now. Okay. Blech.